Superpowers on the Superpower Up podcast, the show that lifts the voice of love from orgasms to superpowers and everything in between. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sex, Love, and Superpowers podcast show. I'm your host, Tatiana Berenday, and today my guest is Simone Millicis, and we are going to be discussing relationships done different. Let me tell you a little bit about Simone before we get started today. Straight shooting ex-partners Simone Millicis and Brendan Watt, who we had the good fortune to also have on the show, have a no-sugar coding approach. Best-selling co-authors of Relationship, Are You Sure You Want One? They are renowned global speakers and hold classes across the world called Relationship Done Different, all about relationships with others, including parents, lovers, family, but most importantly, the relationship you have with yourself. Relationships Done Different provides simple and pragmatic tools designed to empower creationships, or the ability to create relationships that actually work. Regularly in the media for their unique take on all things relationships, they have appeared on shows like Fox News, Good Day Washington, SMH Thrive, Elephant Journal, Mamma Mia, to name a few. And Simone is also the founder of Joy Business, mentoring entrepreneurs across the world to create greater wealth and happiness. Welcome to the show, Simone. Thank you so much, Tatiana. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So uh, no one is exempt from our starter question, and I'm looking forward to hearing the answer that you have for us. Uh, What are your superpowers? Okay, I'm going to say my superpowers are to choose and change. And that may seem... That may seem just like words. It sometimes it's one of the the hardest things in the world that you can that you can actually do and be is to choose and to change because so many people get set in their point of view yeah. and there's a level of vulnerability that you know you have to be in order to change what you realize maybe you're choosing is is not you know, conducive to the bigger picture of what you'd like to create in the world. So to choose and change. Mm, I love that. I love that. Yeah. It takes a, I think a great amount of humility actually to be, to be willing to change um, your behaviors, your perspectives, your beliefs. It's a big one. Yeah. Not function from the rightness of your point of view. Yeah. Uh, Be willing to, you know, come off being righteous about anything so that you actually have more awareness and you can be a greater contribution to the earth and a greater, greater contribution to others. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. That's so needed right now. That is such a skill that is so needed. right now. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I am really looking forward to diving into this conversation with you today. We are going to have to take a quick break. Um, before we do, will you tell our listeners where they can go to find out more about you and your work? Yeah, you can go to my website, which is simonemillises.com, and it's S-I-M-O-N-E-M-I-L-A-S-A-S.com, and you'll find, I mean, you just have to Google my name, and it's everywhere. I'm the only Simone Millises in the world, which is very handy for Google. Oh, that's great. Amazing. Well, we will have that link up on the website, superpowerexperts.com. If you go to the podcast page and sex, love and superpowers, you will find it there. We are talking with Simone Millicis about relationships done different. This is going to be a really good conversation. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts and creator of the Superpower Network. Welcome and thank you for making us your go-to place for inspired content, training, and community. 
The network is so much more than a place for amazing content. It's step one on the path to unlock your superpowers. Listen to one episode daily on the Superpower Network and attune yourself to inspired conversations, higher vibrational living, and much, much more. In step two, you learn with us by watching one of our inspirational videos each week from the IM series. And when you're ready, come grow in community. Our superpower programs offer a unique experience for those ready to harness their superpowers to change themselves, their lives, and ultimately, the world. Go to superpowerexperts.com and take the next step on your path today. Okay, we're back. And just to shake things up a little bit, I'm going to actually do this conversation a little different because, you know, in reading your bio and and when we think about relationships, you know, you mentioned relationships with with lovers, with friends, with family members, with yourself. Um, but you were you were speaking to something before we hopped on the recording that I would really love to expand on here. Um, and that's the the relationship with the planet that we are all inhabiting. I would love to hear you sort of share a little bit about your um, understanding of that and how that roots and feeds all of those other relationships. Yeah, well, I mean, I was saying to you before we started as well that there's so many things that I'm grateful for with 2020. I mean, I used to travel like 10 months of the year and loved it, you know, very productive and, and, you know, creating and generating access consciousness around the world. And when I had to come home in March from uh, Budapest, Hungary, like really quickly as well. So I've been home in Australia now since March. And one of the things I, when I came home, um, I wasn't getting distracted by being on planes, etc. So I was at home, you know, in my house, and I looked at my life and, and everything I was creating and actualizing and went, okay, what would, I, what would I like to ask for? What else would I like to ask for right now? And so one of my you know, demands of myself and I guess request of the universe was to be more in communion with the earth. And mm. here's one thing that I realized too is I think you have to acknowledge how much that you already are in communion with the earth. And I'm not sure about where you live, Tatiana, but in Australia, it was amazing when everybody stopped flying and everybody stopped, you know, um, you know, getting out there and that hustle and bustle. We had the most epic, big, beautiful blue butterflies all mm. over around my house. It's like the the ocean, um, and I'm going to say the ocean seemed louder, and I know the ocean is always loud, and yet the way I was hearing it was different. I discovered different, you know, national parks around um, me when I went hiking. It's like I, every day I would wake up and ask, what can I contribute to the earth? Mm-hmm. And also ask, what can the earth contribute to me? And every single time I asked this question of what can, what can the earth contribute to me, I got this energy of receiving. And it was like, oh, this is, you know, we so much function from this place of give and take. Mm-hmm. Um, rather than gifting and receiving. And the earth has no judgment of us. You know, we destroy it and the earth is just still there and it's asking us to receive a lot more than what we have been receiving from it. So, so for me, that is a great relationship. We, it, it's a necessity actually that we have a relationship with the earth, um, literally. Otherwise, we won't be here. And there's been some, I actually have a, a page on my website if you, with the simonemillisses.com forward slash creating with earth, which I just created in the past couple of weeks because there's so many amazing people out there in the world who 
creating either, you know, shows or documentaries on Netflix or people who are being different um, on this planet. Like, you know, there's a lady up the road, it's called Dragon um, Dragon Farms and, you know, she has the chickens who run around everywhere and so I now buy my eggs from her and it's like trying to support um, local people, trying to support local farmers, supporting people who actually are desiring to be in communion with the earth is the way I'm looking at this and not from fight, from choice. Yeah. And I'm, I'm curious, like, why that question of what can I contribute to the earth and what can the earth contribute to me? Like, why was that the question? What, what, what led you there? Well, I would say that most people, like, walk upon the earth, like they sort of, you know, stomp upon it, rather than recognizing that we're actually a contribution to the earth. Like, we are. Yeah. And you can be a contribution. I mean, it can be. <laughs> I think it it's, can be. Yeah. depends on how we show up. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But, but our choices make, make, you know, either either create a contribution or they destroy it. But the, here's the thing that I love. If you actually tap into the energy of the earth, like if you right now it's like, you know, go down, you know, into the earth a few metres or feet into the earth and go even further into the earth and even, you know, right into the centre of the earth, it's like, it doesn't have a judgment and yet we walk upon it with so much judgment. It's like, what if we came out of judgment? What if we started, I mean, I'm lucky. I live in Pridgeon Beach in Australia and I'm surrounded in my yard. I have a lot of native trees, which means native birds. You might be able to actually hear them. (laughs) I can't shut them up, but I don't desire to. (laughs) Um, And you have a lot of native birds. You have a lot of, you know, native bees. I live across the road from the ocean. So I'm surrounded by nature. And if you look at nature, you know, it doesn't wake up in the morning and, and start judging itself or being like, oh, I'm not singing well enough. It just mm-hmm. sings and looks for its food and does all of that, whereas we spend so much time and energy on judging ourselves and judging what we don't have or judging what we haven't done. Like, you know, people judge the amount of money they don't have in their bank account. What if you were grateful for the money you do have in your bank account? What right. if we actually changed the judgment to gratitude and to me that contribution that we can be with the earth is being totally grateful for it like yeah. I just bought a whole lot of um because I'm home my house is now filled with indoor plants it's become an addiction <laughs> and it's so beautiful like sitting in my house with all these plants but I wake up and I'm like morning you know and chat to them and you can I can I can perceive the energy of them contributing to me and me contributing to them and that's that's what it should be. Yeah, I think there is. Um, I love what you're saying. There's a. I've I've been on a, a an earth based journey for I'm going to say my whole adult life, and mm-hmm. um, it's taken many many forms. And long time ago, like over ten years ago, now I was um, I did a permaculture course. And for anyone who's listening who doesn't know what permaculture is, you know, most people um, equate it with sort of sustainable agriculture and creating sustainable systems so that we can grow our own food and um, just be as self-sufficient as possible. And um, and the, the my teacher for this course, when we started out, he was like, okay, what's, what's the problem that permaculture is trying to solve? And, you know, everyone's shouting out like climate change and pollution and, and all these things, right? He's writing them all down and he's like, yep, we still haven't landed there. Like what's, what's the problem that permaculture is trying to solve? And, and he, and of course, you know, no one 
provided the answer that he was sitting with. And he, he said, the problem that permaculture is trying to solve is the belief that we have that we are separate from nature. Mm, yeah. Period. Um, and, and I think that I love what you said about like us being a contribution to the earth, because it's so easy when we think about, you know, all of the destruction that humans have and continue to do to the planet, uh, you know, how it's like, we're like, like this scourge on the earth, but really we were designed to be here to be stewards and to, to tend it. And I, I remember I received that lesson, um, so clearly from actually from a rose plant. I was on my honeymoon, um, in the black Hills with my husband, we were camping and, um, and there were these wild roses. There's like a whole field of wild roses. And I am a totally obsessed with roses. I love them. I was going to say that would be absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, that's like one of my, one of my spirit medicines. I love, I love the rose. And, um, and so I was going out and I was harvesting some of these roses. And as I was, um, in communication with these plants and, and I was, I was picking these, you know, full, beautiful, gorgeous roses. I would see that as I, as I picked off one, you know, that had been fully in bloom, there were these little buds underneath, um, that it's, it's hard to put into words, but it's like the energy of them and the, the vibrancy of them came alive in a whole new way as soon as that 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 fully um bloomed flower was picked and it was like it was as if the plant was waiting for that to be to be cleared so that it could produce even more yeah and it was it was like this direct message that that we have a role and a responsibility in that these, these medicines were placed here for us to be in, in communication with and in concert with. And, and there is a direct relationship that we have to, to tend, to take care of ourselves by receiving, like you said, receiving these medicines, these beautiful gifts that are here for us. And in doing that, it takes care of the plants too. Totally. It does. And it's like, and what I would look at too is it's like, what can we be like you being so present with that and being aware of the roses and the rosebuds. Like so many people might have the point of view of like, Oh, you shouldn't pick the roses. And it's like, but again, the earth doesn't have a judgment. The roses don't have a judgment. They're grateful that, that you're actually, you know, um, they're grateful that you have this admiration for them and that you're receiving them and receiving is yeah. something that we are not taught here on planet earth as people and nature is constantly receiving whether it receives from the sun, the rain, the wind, you know, all of it, it requires all of it. And we, we tend to cut off what we have judged. We don't desire in our life rather than what if we received everything then what else could show up? So let's talk about that for a minute in, it, you know, in relationships with other humans. How mm -hmm. does, if we, can, if we can sort of move that same principle of receptivity over into our interpersonal relationships, what's, what's your understanding and your experience of how that shows up and why that's so important? Okay, so I'm going to bring in a concept here that is a little different um, because you said humans as well, is what if 
just see if this makes your, you know, your world feel lighter. And uh, what if there was two species on the planet? What if there was humans and humanoids? And to me, it's like the, you know, humans are the ones who judge everybody. The humans are the ones who are always complaining and they're like, oh, it doesn't get any better than this. It's about, you know, taxes and death and et cetera. Humanoids are the ones who usually wake up with a litany of judgment of themselves. It's like they spend their life judging themselves. They're incredibly creative and they also spend um, time judging their, their creative because of the projections of what they should or shouldn't be doing. Humanoids are usually the ones who are the, the ge- that generative energy of creating something new and always being in question of, you know, seeing something and going, wow, what else is possible? And to me, you know, this tool in Access Consciousness came out and it gave me so much freedom because I kept trying to look at certain people in my life and figure out why, why aren't they being happy? Why can't they choose happy? Why are they just spending so much time judging other people, including, you know, members of my family being incredibly racist. And as a kid, I was like, I, this doesn't make sense to me. It's like, why do, we, why do we hate these people because of the color of their skin? And when this tool came out, I went, oh, because it's not about judging. It's like, it's the difference between horses and cows, you know, it's like a horse is a horse, a cow is a cow, a human is a human and a humanoid is a humanoid. And it gave me personally so much freedom to go, oh, they're human. That's actually, they're happy being unhappy. Whereas humanoids will always seek something different, always, you know, know that there's a different possibility. So I would look at, the relationships that you have with the humans on the planet and also what if you embraced the humanoid that you truly be. If you're listening to this show, I'm pretty sure that you're humanoid. That's just pretty much the way it works. Um, It's like humanoids, you know, embracing the difference that they be, not trying to be the same as other people. And being in communion with another person in relationship is about, you know, what we would refer to as the five elements of intimacy, that honouring, that that honoring that trust, that gratitude, the allowance and the vulnerability that you can have with somebody else, you have to have that with yourself as well to create a great relationship here on planet Earth. So what do you do if you're a humanoid and you find yourself in relationship with a human? Uh, If you have the information, it's like most of the times, most humanoids don't tend to be in relationship with humans, you'll notice. Uh, but what I would say is that if you, if you have the information and you're an allowance of it, then it makes it way easier. Like someone really close to me in my family is definitely human. And I, like I said to you for years, I was just like, how, like going to the wrongness of me for not being able to make this person happy. And it was like, well, what if it isn't about making them happy and realizing that they're happy being unhappy, but here's how many people out there choose joy based on someone or something else rather than you are the source of joy for you. So no matter who is choosing what around you, if you live with someone who's angry and cranky, first of all, I'd ask, you know, what if you, why are you choosing to live with someone who's angry and cranky? But if you do, for what reason would you allow that to affect you? You are the source of your own joy. You are the source of creation for you. Every single choice you make creates your future and creates your day to day. And if you look at somebody else as the source of that, then they will always have control over you, no matter who that is, whether it's governments, a person, um, a thing, whatever. What if it was time to actually have a greater relationship with you? Hmm. Well said. Um, I'm 
I think it's a really fascinating perspective and, and I'm curious how, um, how you can try on and wear that perspective without like othering and creating separation. Um, well, it's, it's, again, it's like the choice. Cause it's like, what if you were not separate from anyone? Cause if you do separation, it's like somewhere you've decided that you're right. And it's like, right. Being righteous and right never creates anything greater. Being in allowance will create something greater. So just because someone is doing or being something that you may not choose, it's like instead of having a judgment of it, what if you were just an allowance? It's just an interesting point of view that that person is choosing that. But it doesn't mean that you have to choose less than. It's like just because somebody else, you know, compresses into something doesn't mean that you have to compress. It's like you can be in question and expand out to create your future. And that's what I would, that's what I would ask. And, and it's like not having a point of view of what anyone else is choosing. You just keep being you. Be you and change the world. It's the way it works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so talk to us about creation ships. Okay, so this is a concept that we came up with what we thought was quite cute and funny because relationship literally means the distance between, like if you look up the definition, relationship is the distance between two things. And so you're looking at... so interesting just from a, yeah. Yeah. An energy signature standpoint and what that perpetuates. That's exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, even if you look at, if you take that even further, like if you're looking for a relationship, you're looking for the, you're always looking to like, the comparability it's like the the common things etc rather than what if you took this person in front of you and just went hi you know and and you everything that they are choosing at that moment is totally okay you're not trying to change someone you know you're not trying to make them better it's like you know that's again coming from the rightness of your point of view it's like if you just actually receive everyone and everything as nature does going back to earth then you know what could what else is possible that could show up? So what we talk about is what if you weren't looking to create a relationship with someone? What if instead you were asking to actualize a creationship and to what we refer to in our book, Relationship, Are You Sure You Want One? Brendan Watt, my ex and myself, is that if you are going to choose to be in a relationship, what if the person you're choosing to be in a relationship became a creationship and you created at least 20 times more together than what you would alone. And that should be with a colleague. It's like, if you're going to get a business partner or, you know, even having a friend, like if you meet a friend and every time you meet them, you walk away and you have this heaviness in your world, is that truly contributing to you? You know, when you meet people and and you have this energy um, of expansion, I mean, even if I look at, we had an accountant a while ago and uh, every time we met with the accountant, we'd walk away and have this like heaviness in our world. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, what's up here? And she was definitely a woman who didn't like men. So Brendan would always walk away, you know, <laughs> with this heaviness. And, and, and she was about my age and she didn't like the fact that I was earning more money than her. That's the, you could see that. So we changed accountants and now we walk away from a meeting with an accountant and we're like so creative and generative. That's what all your relationships should be. They should be creationships because you as an infinite being don't actually need anyone, but you get to choose to have people in your life. Like you don't need a relationship. Yeah. Well, and I, I love what you're saying because it sort of brings me back to this, you know, the 
the concept in the Bible that we are created in the image of God. And, and if that's true, like we are, we are creators. And so it would make perfect sense that our relationships would be generative and creative. And uh, something we talk about over here at Superpower Experts a lot is the relationship entity, how when, when we come together, um, whether it's in a romantic partnership um, or even just a family, like there's always a relationship entity and which is, you know, you have the two individuals and then you have the individual that is the two individuals that have come together to create something new. Um, and, and what does the relationship entity want to create and be in the world? I think is, can be a really powerful question for people, um, in intimate partnerships, but also, you know, like you're, you're talking about in, in business relationships. And, um, I, I love that question. I love, I love posing that question for people and, and sitting with yeah. it in my own life too. Well, even in, in like, if, if I look at the relationship that Brandon and I had, it was definitely a creationship and we were together for eight years and then we chose to break up the relationship and it's been, I don't know, a couple of years now. And we went through these stages of going, oh, should we sell everything and, and split it or, you know, having that. So, and then we looked at it and went, well, hang on a second. We actually create we create a lot together. Like we're good at that. That's part of our, you know, creationship that we were great at generating wealth, at generating possibilities, at working together, etc. So just because we're not choosing to be lovers and, you know, live in the same house, etc., and all of that doesn't mean that we have to cut off all of the capacities that we be together. And which I know is unusual. And what if, what if we are all unusual <laughs> and what if we never complied to what this reality and society says that you have to do? Mm. What if you actually get to choose what you would like to be? Yeah. I love that. And I love that you, you guys are modeling something different. And I think there's, um, there's so much beauty in that. And, you know, I'm, I asked him about it too, because, you know, here, here you are doing this work with relationships and yet your relationship ended and, well, or that form of your relationship ended, and yet you still have this like really beautiful, really powerful, and really generative friendship together. Yeah, which I think is totally yeah. awesome. Yeah, me too. And, yeah, me too. And and unique and rare, and and I just want to, you know, I'm feeling called to say thank you for modeling something different, and that that's possible because I think that the more of us that have the courage to to live our lives differently than the prescription that society tells us we're supposed to have um it it creates space and 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 opportunity and models something that something else is possible and other people can look to that and say like oh i don't it, a breakup doesn't have to look like this something else is possible yeah, and what I would ask too is like it's not even about making what myself and Brendan are choosing right. It's like look at yourself. It's like and, I mean, at one stage when we were breaking up the relationship as well, uh, you know, we went, okay, let's have a chat and let's talk about everything that's going on for each other. And we went out into our veranda and Brendan grabbed a bottle of wine and two glasses <laughs> and we went out into the veranda and we were willing to have World War Three. We were willing to just talk about whatever was up, no matter, you know, <clears throat> what that was for us. And what ended up showing up was one of the greatest conversations that we've ever had because we were willing to be so vulnerable with ourselves and not settle for something less 
So, and I, and it's such a fine line because people go, oh, well, I'm not settling for something less. I'm going to fight. And it's like, no, it's not about resistance and reaction. It's about you knowing what it is that's going to work for you and choosing that and having that strength and that courage to choose what it is that you would like to choose no matter what. I mean, like as an example, um, you know, growing up, my, my family definitely had the point of view that to be happy, like the definition of happy was to get married, you know, get a house, have kids, blah, 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 get a good, safe mm-hmm. job. Mm-hmm. And, and I was, you know, they used to call me the black sheep of the family. I mean, I'm sure they still do call me that. Um, but when <laughs> the I was, very successful black sheep of the family. Exactly. <laughs> now, they're, now they're just confused. <laughs> so, um, but when I was 19, I left to go overseas and I told everyone I was going for six months and I ended up being overseas for three years and just explored the planet, you know, got home and everyone said, well, now you've got that out of your system, you can settle down. And I was like, no, this is just the beginning. And I, and I kept choosing what worked for me, but not, like I said, from resistance and reaction, choose what works for you. And if you, if you have to sit down and, you know, get a pen and paper or your phone, because that's how we do it these days, you know, it's like, and write down like 20, 50, a hundred things that you would actually like to choose to be and to do with your life and your living and start looking at it and going, okay, what, what would I have to choose or what would I have to change? to actualize this. Because to me, Tatiana, this is our life. It's like, are you living it as much as you would like to? Like, are you going to regret when you're 90 and go, damn, I wish I could have done that? Or what else would you like to be contributing to? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, you know, I'm immediately taken back to my father's bedside when he was, when he was passing and you know, it was the, it was the things that he did that were sort of above and beyond everything that he could look back on and say that he was the most proud of. Um, and I don't, you know, my father was a, an absolute lover of life to the extreme sometimes in, in, to the degree that, you know, he caused some harm and hurt people. And so I think there's that side of the coin too. Like we are, we are infinite beings and we are, we are here to have and create and, and be happy and fulfilled. And we also are interrelational beings. And um, I, I just be curious to hear your take on that because, you know, my father was, was never one to turn down an opportunity. And sometimes that meant that there was a lot of pain created for other people. And, um, and I, I saw him, you know, as he was, as he was dying, like there was, there was a real sadness there that, that he had done that, that there, there were some choices that he made that, that hurt other people. And like, he felt the gravity of that on his deathbed. Okay. So here's the thing that, that I would throw in there is, was he doing that deliberately and can anyone actually truly ever hurt you? Or do you, is that the place where you give over, um, how do I say this? Like you make yourself less than, like say in relationships, it's like so many people then end up uh, relying on somebody, which means that 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 relationship will always control you rather than, like when Brendan, Brendan actually broke the relationship up with me and the first thing I did was go to, oh, what's wrong with me? What did I do? And which makes yourself less than 
you are never less than. And I, and I knew that that was incorrect, yet that was such a mindset. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm lucky enough, you know, to have the access consciousness tools and be surrounded by amazing friends that, that contributed to me with that. And it didn't take me very long to get over that point of view and realize it's actually not personal. It's like what Brendan was choosing doesn't make it personal to me. It doesn't mean that I am less than. And I see so many people make themselves less than based on what somebody, what somebody else chooses. What I would ask is when were you actually aware that that person was, quote, unquote, not as reliable as you thought or was going to choose something different? And what if it, the world that we lived in actually allowed everybody to choose what they were choosing no matter what that was. And I know that that's like a justification for someone choosing something that obviously hurts someone, but what if no one could hurt you except for you? Yeah. You to be unaware. Well, it's, it, it's interesting that you bring that forward because I, I have sat with that a lot, you know, a lot of, um, I think a lot of the pain that was caused in our family unit, not all of it, but a lot of it was, from sort of societally prescribed ideas of what is and isn't appropriate and okay and yeah. and how how that creates and compounds and sort of can I think it can wreak havoc on a certain level and and yet to to challenge some of those beliefs you know just to be totally transparent like you know there was there were other women involved in with in my father's experience right and that weren't my mother that he was married to. And, and there, so there's a lot of judgment there, right? Just to like bring, circle it back to judgment. There can be, there's a lot of story overlay. There's a lot of pain involved when, when, uh, you know, we hold on to like, it's supposed to be a certain way. And there's also like, there are agreements that were made that were, not honored or broken. And so I think there's like, there's several different ways to sort of look at it. And I don't know that I have like a, a right or a wrong answer. And I, yeah. So what like, I, what I do have though, and I know it's totally, you know, it's not the normal, but Hey, guess what? I'm not normal. Um, <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> is so many people would look at like, you know, cause especially in a family and in a situation like that. And it's like, you don't want to see somebody quote unquote hurt. So then you sort of compress to, you know, their level. Like the majority of the world functions as, you know, this is a normal compression if something like that happens. That's normal. It's like, you you know, you're supposed to compress. And then there's this like extreme compression. And then they're going to like, oh, my God, this is a horrible compression and this is really painful. But here's what I would, would look at too. And, and you, this is where you've got to have that strength and that vulnerability and the courage to just mm-hmm. go, no, okay, what's right about this I'm not getting. Like if I look at, you know, I could have been, you know, in that that compression level, you know, with Brendan breaking up with me or I could choose to ask a question and and sort of like expand myself out into, you know, like the next step is opening the future, opening my future up is to expanding to create my future and ask questions of like, well, what's right about this I'm not getting? And can I tell you the past two years since we've been broken up, um, my life has gotten greater and greater and it wasn't as though it was less than with Brendan, but there's always something greater. And yet if we stick in that compression place, then that's where we'll be. Whereas if we actually have that vulnerability to go, you know, 
no one can stop me from being everything that I would like to be on this planet in this lifetime. What else is possible? What else can I choose? And like I said, you have that opening of your future and expanding to create your future, not trying to define it. It's like, you know, being in communion with the earth and asking, okay, so what else? Like I just ran into a friend of mine yesterday and she was absolutely heartbroken when her husband left her and broke up. And she's just met someone and she looked at me and she went, Simone, I never thought that I would ever feel this way again. And her whole world and her whole body is just like, has this huge amount of joy. Now it's like that judgment of going, oh, she should have stayed married. Whereas I get the sense now that her life is going to be even greater than what it was with this other person. Like if I look at my whole life and everything I've chosen, everything keeps getting greater and greater and greater. And one of the questions I ask daily when I wake up, not looking for a result or an answer is what would it take for my, my life to be greater today than it was yesterday? And I think if we be in that, not looking for that result or the conclusion or the judgment, but being in question, then there's so many more possibilities that can actually show up for us. Hmm. I love it. I love so much the, the perspective that you bring forward. Uh, it's so valuable and so needed right now. And I'm just glad that you're in this space and, and teaching from this space because I think more people need to, need to hear this. So thank you for, for bringing it forward in that way. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tadiana. Yeah. Um, I, I really have enjoyed this conversation and I'm, I'm just curious, you know, before we sort of close up here today, if there's anything that you want to make sure that our listeners receive, um, that, that maybe we haven't touched on yet. Um, I would just like all the listeners to take a moment and, and like relax with whatever is going on around you. I mean, I know I'm talking to you today and the U.S. election is still going. <laughs> and yeah, like, and when this know, airs, it will be in a totally different world. Who knows? I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of interesting it is, space to yeah, be in. Yeah, no matter what is going on, it's like if you be in that total relaxation with you and your body, then what else can show up? And it's like any time, any, like make the demand of yourself that you stop judging you. If you stop judging you, then what else can show up? What else can you contribute to? What else can you receive? It's like, this is, I mean, this world, this planet is amazing. It's like, what if we were meant to be on this planet to enjoy it and to be with it? Then what would we have to choose? I mean, David Attenborough did a, a documentary that's on Netflix. Um, I think it's called The Life on This Planet, and it's his story. And one of the things at the end of the documentary, he says, he talks about how much we've you know, basically stuffed up, but we can change it. There's a few things that we can choose to change it. And there's a lot of shows. And if you go to that page on my website, I've listed a lot of ones there that I really you know, I think are a contribution. But one of the things he says is our intelligence got us to where we are to create this destruction. Now what we need mm. to do is function from wisdom. Mm. Like, so what can we be with that in the world? And each and every single one of you can make a difference, every single person. Yeah, I love that. I love that so much. Thank you for that. Mm. Well, yeah, to our listeners, I want to say thank you for continuing to show up to to receive the information that flows forward on these shows and 
And uh, I know and it's my deepest prayer that you're not only just receiving and sitting and passively listening, but you're actually turning around and applying it to your life because that's, that's where the change happens. That's where the difference is made. And so I thank you for doing that. A really important work. And if you want some more support with that, uh, there are so many amazing people like Simone doing this work in the world. We've got some really fun ways you can come play with us over at superpowerexperts.com. Go out and check out the ways to play. We have an amazing training program called Master Your Personal Power and just a lot of fun things. So go on over to superpowerexperts.com and, and check us out. And in the meantime, go out and love yourself so that you can love the world more deeply many many blessings are you ready to discover your superpowers go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today